Real quick, before we get into the show, I wanted to share a new service called Getita that Ken and I have been using that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription, and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A, and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you? Anchor is a Chinese brand that was founded in 2011 by ex-Google engineer Stephen Yang. The CEO said that 50% of their staff work on research and development. Obviously, they're doing it right. That, to me, really stood out, and it made me evaluate how much of my time as a solopreneur am I spending on research and development. Whoever wrote this article, we, we pulled it off Marketplace Pulse. They did a lot of research here, and they went to Amazon's website, and they did uh, searching for Seller Fulfilled Prime. And they said it no longer exists. They did a little bit of research and basically said they de-indexed it off Google. So Amazon is making it, you know, the seller fulfilled prime program. Like if you're not in there now, are you going to be able to get in there? Like, are you know, are they just going to do away with that? I mean, it's, it's really a gray area. I've been really drilling into Etsy and, and I uh, found this one little hack. If you search, like we were talking about before uh, this episode, let's say you have a, uh, a shop on Etsy and you sell custom whiskey glasses. Well, if whiskey glasses is your main niche, change your store name to whiskey glasses if it's available. And when shoppers search that in the top, you know, your shop will come up. So instead, you know, and so when someone searches whiskey glasses, your shop name is there. They click on that. They go directly to your store. Welcome everyone to the Firing the Man podcast, a show for anyone who wants to be their own boss. If you sit in a cubicle every day and know you are capable of more, then join us. This show will help you build a business and grow your passive income streams in just a few short hours per day. And now your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, David Schomer and Ken Wilson. Welcome everyone to the Firing the Man podcast. On today's episode, Ken and I are going to be diving into some of the latest news going on in the e-commerce world. Ken, what's going on? David, not a whole lot, man. I'm here and I'm ready and I'm excited. Another episode of Firing the Man podcast and uh, chatting about e-commerce and uh, some some pretty big news, actually. For sure. This first story we pulled off of uh, Marketplace Pulse and The title is Amazon Native Brand Anchor Goes Public. This caught my eye right away. Like many people, I have an Anchor power bank for when I'd go camping to charge cell phones and other electronic equipment. It wouldn't surprise me if we have a couple other Anchor products in our household. Are you familiar with this brand name? You know what? I I first heard Anchor probably two years ago, and it was, uh, I can't remember who referred them, but basically said, hey, hey, these guys are like, you know, top dogs on Amazon. So I, I, yeah, I've heard of Anchor. I don't use a lot of their products, but what I do is I go look at Anchor and and see what they're doing on their listings and their products and because they are one of the leaders, right? So. Absolutely. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with this brand, Anchor is a Chinese brand that was founded in 2011 by ex-Google engineer Stephen Yang. 
They debuted on the Shenzhen Stock Exchange on August 24th. Their target is $1 billion in sales in 2020, which is unbelievable. You know, when we talk about growing an empire, uh, this is a true empire. And when you look at companies that are going public, there's not a ton of companies that you know, solely focus on Amazon sales that are going public. And so this is super exciting for uh, those selling in the Amazon world and, and really an inspirational story. So a couple of things that really stood out to me in this article was that the company sold 46 million units in 2019, uh, which is unbelievable. Their sales continue to grow. And again, only started in 2011. This company is not that old. Yeah, that that's actually kind of crazy. I want to revisit that. So, that's a nine-year-old company, and it, and in 2020, their expected growth, they they almost hit a billion in 2019, and their sales are up 25 percent on the year. So they're easily going to surpass one billion in nine years. And what's crucial is that, I guess, one piece that's really shocking to me is that they're an Amazon native brand, meaning they started on Amazon and they've grown on Amazon. So yeah, that's pretty startling, actually. Absolutely. Another thing that stood out to me was uh, only 146,000 followers on Instagram, which is a pretty decent following. However, if you were to compare their valuation to uh, other companies their size, you would you would expect them to have a much greater social media following. And you know what what I think that speaks to is is just doing it right on Amazon. And you know certainly there are brands that are helped by social media, but you know they they talk about focusing on just delivering really high quality products. There's a focus on customer reviews, and you know they focused on Amazon, and and now they're a public company with a market cap of eight billion dollars. Yeah, absolutely, and and they're doing Amazon right. Like they they know they have it down to a science, obviously, right? The CEO speaks to how Amazon reviews drive their product development. So like they're just culling information out of Amazon's ecosystem and using it to develop their products. There was uh, one bit in here where I don't want to get into the actual product, but it was kind of funny that they actually launched a product that competes with Amazon. And so it's like, you know, they, they kind of stepped up their game in that, in that regard, meaning they can they can compete with Amazon. You know, another thing that kind of stood out to me was that, you know, they say Anchor is a native Amazon brand, meaning they started and developed and grew on Amazon, but now they're in Best Buy, Walmart, uh, Apple stores. And so they've since expanded their empire, which is, you know, pretty incredible to go, to go that route, which... You know, I think is a, there's a lot of open space right now for a lot of e-commerce sellers that have native Amazon brands and then branch out. You know, you can kind of use that that growth to fuel other sales channels. For sure, for sure. The CEO said that that 50% of their staff work on research and development. Obviously, they're doing it right. Uh, but that, to me, really stood out, and it made me evaluate how much of my time as a solopreneur am I spending on, on research and development? And if I'm being honest, I would say it's less than 5%. You know, you get caught up being an owner operator and get caught up in, in the day-to-day business. And, and I think that, you know, just carving off one day per week, researching new products, reading negative reviews, and listening to the voice of the customer, 
I think that's a positive ROI activity and something that I, as I, you know, map out my weeks, that's something I need to spend a little bit more time on. What, what, what about you? How much time are you spending on research and development? Not a whole lot. Uh, but you know, whenever I do go to launch a new product or do product research, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Amazon customer reviews from my competitors, or if it's not in the space, something similar. So that same, um, methodology that anchor uses, I use that same, same bit, but, uh, Definitely don't have the resources like Anchor to have uh, a huge staff doing R and D, but it is it is crucial for growth and expansion. One other thing I'd like to mention is, you know, if there's a, you know, an established brands that are out there that are kind of struggling, you know, on Amazon, and and I mean, you have large brands that are some of them aren't even on Amazon. Some of them are, you know, they have one image, they have a crappy listing you know what? Like go, go look at anchor, go see what they're doing. Like they are, the anchor is at the top of the mountain right now. They're the top of the heap, right? They're the big dog. So go look at their listings, go look at their storefronts, go look at their products. Absolutely. I, as we were prepping for this episode, I was uh, pulled up a couple anchor listings and in terms of like infographics, they're sharp, they're clean, they're professional, their enhanced brand content is awesome. And, you know, I think if you're, if you're carving off, uh, some tasks for say a VA, um, it's always good to point them in the direction of, Hey, this is, this is what we're shooting for. And, uh, pointing them to an anchor listing and saying, you know, this, see how this infographic doesn't have too much text and, and it lays out all of the benefits. You know, those are examples that are really helpful when you're trying to communicate with somebody that you're outsourcing a task to. So I'm definitely going to be using Anchor as an example in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's that is a, a really good um, point. You know, like uh, I, I recently did that for my photographer. I was not going to be able to be there for a photo shoot. And I said I sent him an email like, hey, look at these three brands right here. Go look at their Amazon listings. This is the flavor. This is what we're looking to get right here. So that's, that's, that was a really good tip. Absolutely. So for those of you that are listening to this podcast, obviously your first goal is to fire the man. And this CEO, Stephen Yang, he did fire the man. And now he has a public company worth $8 billion, which is unbelievable. So this is just goes to show that, that, you know, you can grow a business that supports your family and in your spending, but you can also grow a company, you know, into a very large corporation as Stephen Yang did. So uh, this is an aspirational story, and we definitely wanted to share it with the Firing the Man Nation. All right, the next article we're going to cover is, again, from Marketplace Pulse, titled Amazon Seller Fulfilled Prime is in Limbo. Ken, let's uh, give us a recap of this article. Yeah, for sure. This is... uh... I don't know. I think to me, this is kind of an Amazon squeeze play. After going through this article, you know, we'll dive into a little bit deeper. But you know, at the end of the day, they're they're putting a squeeze play on sellers to offer, you know, one day, two day prime shipping and weekend deliveries. Which a lot of three PLs, you know, if you're in a if you're in a three PL right now with all your products, they can't offer that. You can't do seller fulfilled prime. Absolutely. So let's back up and explain why this is important. So right now my inventory is at Amazon warehouses and 
it is sold with a Prime badge, which when you look at conversion, people with Amazon Prime, they love that two-day delivery. And so Amazon fulfills all of the orders in typically two days. Now, what happens is Amazon seems to increase their fees every year, especially in Q4, uh, storage fees you know, multiply by four or five. And so just to sell on Amazon and have that prime badge is expensive. And so what a lot of sellers are doing is they are migrating over to a third-party logistics company. So this is going to be another company that is going to be the one or two day that they're going to do the shipping. And you can still keep that prime badge if you're able to meet those shipping requirements. And so one one article that we had talked about a couple weeks ago was that Amazon was increasing their warehouse capacity by 50%. And so as people migrate over to 3PLs, that's going to put the squeeze on on those 3PLs. A lot of them are are not going to be able to do the two-day delivery. And uh, it's going to be hard to keep that prime badge. Yeah. One, not to cut you off, but one thing to mention is that Amazon statistics they released were... Uh, these new rules starting February 1st, 2021 on seller fulfilled prime, they estimate that only 10% of existing seller fulfilled prime members will be able to meet those standards. 10%. That <laughs> That's a squeeze play. For sure. For sure. And you know, you and I, in our own businesses, we've talked about going to a 3PL just because Amazon warehouses right now are, they're backed up um, I've had a shipment that has been sitting and receiving for four weeks. And so that's been very frustrating. And so I've been looking for better alternatives and also cheaper alternatives because selling on Prime is expensive. You know, it's it's loaded with fees. And so this is, yes, it is a squeeze play. And, you know, when I think of long run implications here, we've discussed Walmart. They're on the up and up right now. They've they've paired up with Shopify, and uh, they are they are growing every quarter. They just announced, I believe it was yesterday. I'm not sure when this podcast is going to air, but September second, they just announced the the long awaited Walmart Plus. So they're 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 chipping away at Amazon. They're 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 getting some traction. Absolutely, and so you know this is something that I was planning on doing seller fulfilled Prime uh, through a 3PL. Uh, just because I want to start selling on Walmart and was hoping that that 3PL could also do all of my Amazon fulfillment. And that may not be the case. And so what I think I'm going to do, we'll see how this plays out in Q4. But what I think I am going to do is still move forward with a 3PL, probably not move all of my inventory over there. But for maybe slower moving units, you know, I'm going to change my shipping to where I'm going to not have that prime badge, uh, which is going to decrease my conversion, but it may be more profitable. And so this will be a big spreadsheet exercise. And we're actually going to record an episode on three PLs. So this topic will be coming up again, but you know, this is, this is a, a big deal right now, especially for, for larger sellers. Yeah. And another thing I'd like to note too, is the, uh, you know, the, whoever wrote this article that we, we pulled it off marketplace pulse they did a lot of research here and they went to Amazon's website and they did uh, searching for seller fulfilled prime and they said it no longer exists. They did a little bit of research and basically said they de-indexed it off Google. So Amazon is making it 
you know, the seller fulfilled prime program, like if you're not in there now, are you going to be able to get in there? Like, are, you know, are they just going to do away with that? I mean, it's, it's really a gray area. And like you mentioned, I'm also going to get into Walmart and go to a 3PL and this really just kind of wrecks all of that. Right. Cause if you have the bulk of your sales on Amazon, it's the largest channel and you're looking to diversify, this is, yeah, totally a squeeze play by Amazon to try to maybe distract a little bit of that or just add some layers of complexity in there. So it will be interesting to see how this plays out. And, you know, we're doing a mini series on 3PLs and, and, and this is going to be at the top of the question list for me is, are you, you know, are you, will you be able to meet the, you know, Amazon standards for, you know, the prime self-fulfilled prime one, two day shipping, you work on Saturdays, things like that, you know, so interesting. All right. The last article we're going to cover today is titled Amazon added brand stores to search. And I think the first paragraph really summarizes this article well. Uh, And it reads, Amazon is testing a change to its search suggestions that adds a link to the related brand store page. Branded searches like Adidas have Adidas store on Amazon as an option. Crucially, unbranded searches like men's running shoes also have a suggested brand store. Now, when I think of the implications of this, being brand registered is more important than ever. When I was at SellerCon, it would have been about a year and a half ago, uh, that was when this was first coming out. And there was a huge push to become brand registered on Amazon. And they have been giving more and more privileges to brand registered stores. And so I think that if you're not brand registered, get the ball rolling on a trademark and get brand registered because they're giving even more benefits to companies like this. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I really like how Amazon always just, you know, they test new things, see what's working and their push to storefronts is is huge. You know, this, um, you know, they're adding brand stores to search now. That's just kind of a, um, I haven't, I haven't seen it a lot. looks like they're just testing it on certain storefronts and getting some test data. But like you mentioned, it's, it is huge having a storefront. Uh, they've also added, um, Amazon attribution now where you can run paid ads from, you know, Google, Facebook, wherever to your storefront and measure the conversion rates. So obviously, you know, Amazon conversion rates are way higher than just your standard e-commerce site. Not that, you know, your Amazon storefront is going to replace your e-commerce site. But, um, you know, if you did want to test it and see if ad revenue comes over. But back to the main topic, you know, that they added the brand stores to search. Um, yeah, like, how are you going to get there? How ca- how can you get there? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Uh, is it keywords in your, your storefront? Is it going to, you know, because the example that they use in the article is ASICs and, and the the keyword is men's running shoes. And then at the bottom, uh, it just says ASICs store on Amazon. So how do you rank for that? How do you, is that something that you can pay for PPC? Like, I don't know yet. We'll have to see how they roll this out. For sure. Before we recorded this episode, you told me a next level hack on Etsy that you've been seeing. Uh, Etsy is following a, a similar branded store approach. Can you go into detail on that? Sure. So 
I've recently added Etsy as a sales channel on one of my brands after you said it would work out and it has. Thank you. So I've been really drilling into Etsy and, and I uh, found this one little hack. Uh, I would, wouldn't say it's a hack. It's kind of, um, if it works for you, great. If not, uh, so if you search, like we were talking about before uh, this episode, let's say you have uh, uh, a shop on Etsy and you sell whiskey, custom whiskey glasses, right? And your shop's name is uh, Duke's Drinks, right? And then so someone comes to Duke's Drinks and then they shop around and you have a bunch of assortment of whiskey glasses. Well, if whiskey glasses is your main niche, uh, change your store name to whiskey glasses if it's available and when when uh shoppers search that in the top you know it will your entire your shop will come up so instead you know and so when someone searches whiskey glasses your shop name is there they click on that they go directly to your store for sure for sure that is a a, a next level yeah hack strategy whatever you want to call it i think for for people launching new brands this is something to think about when you're naming that brand. Yeah. Is uh, you know, you could come up with, you know, Jack's whiskey glasses, or you could be called like whiskey glass outlet. And by putting that main keyword first, you're gonna index right away for that. And so that's something uh to think about as you're uh picking a, a new company name is if you can include the main keyword of what you're selling. Yeah, absolutely. Like we always talk about, you're starting over again. You're in, you're obviously you want to drill into a niche, and if you can incorporate that those main keywords into your branding, your next level SEO out of the gate. Absolutely. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode. If you have an article that you would like us to cover on a future episode, send it to. Ken at firingtheman.com, and we will feature it on an upcoming episode. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's Firing the Man podcast. If you like this episode, head on over to firingtheman.com and check out our resource library for exclusive Firing the Man discounts on popular e-commerce subscription services. That is firingtheman.com backslash resource. You can also find a comprehensive library of over 50 books that Ken and I have read in the last few years that have made a meaningful impact on our business. For that, head on over to www.firingtheman.com slash library. Lastly, check us out on social media at Firing the Man and on YouTube at Firing the Man for exclusive content. This is David Schomer and Ken Wilson. We're out. Before you go, we wanted to share a new service that Ken and I have been using called Getita that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A dot com and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for Firing the Man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you?